At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Because we have a lot of student loans. We have a lot of student loans. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host, and I am also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner for any of our new listeners. And I am here today with my guest, Kara. Hi, Kara. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. So um, I just got your spreadsheet. Why don't you give me kind of your rundown, like how old you are, where you live, what you do, income, all that sure. sort of jazz. Sure. Um, So I am 27. I live in North Carolina. Um, I am currently a manager at a run specialty retail store. Like running? Like running specialty? Exactly. Yep. I was just making sure I was getting that right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've worked there for a little while as just a sales associate. I actually worked at several of their other locations and just in the past few months, I've been promoted to be manager at this location. So that's exciting. Oh, congrats. Yeah, that's really exciting. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that also means that I'm making kind of the most money I've ever made, which still doesn't feel like a lot of money. <laughs> um, so I'm making I'm making $19 an hour now, and I usually work like 35 hours a week. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make the most of that. Perfect. So, um, and then real quick, mm-hmm. married, not married, kids, no kids. Married. We, we got married at the end of September. Oh, it was newlywed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats on that too. Okay. Perfect. So married. Um, no kids. No kids. No cool. kids, no pets. <laughs> oh, wow. That, okay. That makes it easy. Kids, kids and pets are expensive. You know, expensive yes very expensive and you know just like a little tangent here I was with my sister I was with my sister and her poor uh her and her fiance's dog was sick and they had to take it to like the vet ER and so like that was by where I was I like went over there with my mom just to you know keep her company in the park you know she was in her car we were in our car because COVID Mm -hmm. and in order to like to have anything done for the puppy, well, it's not a puppy, it's a dog, but for the dog, you had to give your credit card there. It was like, if you want your dog saved, it's going to be like $3,500. Oh and she's God. like, just fix it, make him okay. And like, just hand it over the credit card. And I remember oh. being like, wow, this is crazy. That is crazy. It's so expensive. And like, you're not in the mindset to like, like obviously you know to that. No. Yeah. Pets and, and kids can be expensive. Yes. Definitely. So that will make it a little easier. Okay. So married, no pets, no kids. So you live together. Yeah. Yes. We live together. We're renting. Okay. Awesome. And then what, um, what, and what does your partner make? He makes, um, 50,000. Okay. Awesome. And then what is your, what is your combined rent? Um, our combined rent is just about 1500. And then how do you, how do you split it? So now we have we have one combined account um, that we opened when we got married, 
and that is essentially what we're calling our living account. So our rent, our Wi-Fi, and our electric come out of there, and then that is the savings account associated with that will be our home buying fund. Oh, I like that. It's always interesting to hear how people do it. Okay, so you're going to do the checking on that is going to be is your living account, and right. then the savings associated with that account is going to be for a down payment. Correct. Perfect. Okay, I like that. So the thought is renting for now and then saving for a down payment is one of the goals. Yes, we would um, really love to be in a house. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, great. All right, and then why don't you? Okay, so. Why don't we kind of run through, so in terms, we know your income, and then what about any sort of um, savings and debt? So I've got a little bit of a savings of my own in my separate account. Um, okay. It's not a lot. It took a hit from COVID last year, but my I, my personal- that you, that you had one for, you know- Oh my gosh, thank God. <laughs> Um, so my personal savings, I have $1,093 in there. Perfect. Um, and then in our joint savings and what will be our home, our home down payment, um, I have, we have <laughs> $13,411. Perfect. Okay, great. So you've already put some money towards the down payment. Savings. We, we got some good um, Christmas gifts. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That definitely has helped a good bit. And then as far as debt goes, I have I have my own credit card that I have about $772 on there right now okay. um, for the balance of it. And I've, I've been trying to pay that off recently. And then I have both, I have public and private student loans. So one, I just, I had Sally May and I just refinanced that loan. Okay. Um, so my principal on there is 17320 Got it. Okay. Um, and then my, my federal loans are at 22947 And interest rates, um, well, obviously, so interest rate with the Fed right now is they're not charging you anything. Right. Which is yep. awesome. Yeah. Um, what was it prior to that? Do you know? Like, or what will um, it go back to? I am not sure. I don't really remember. Okay. And then what is your rate with, with the the private student loan, the one you, yeah. you moved from Sally May? Yes. So that one, I've gotten the rate knocked down to 4.28%. Good. Um, okay, great. Which is awesome. With Sally May, the interest rate was like 8% with it. Okay. So, Sally May is high a lot of the times. So yeah, yeah. I, I really knew I wanted out of Sally May. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. 8% is like, so the magic number is 7.2%. Your money will double every 10 years. So it also means that your debt will grow at that rate, you know? Okay. So yeah. Yeah. You want something definitely lower than that number. Perfect. Okay. So it seems like the goal, I would imagine one of the goals is also like to get rid of the student loans or to tackle that a bit. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And then save for house. Mm-hmm. And what are you thinking for like amount? Like I'm not as familiar with North Carolina, but what are you thinking ballpark, obviously rough estimate of what it, what it costs to buy where you're looking? Mm-hmm. So where we're looking we're in the Charlotte area, um, so if we look kind of inside city limits, we'll probably be 
around 250. Okay. Um, potentially a little bit more than that, maybe less, but I don't really want to spend more than 250 on a house. <laughs> Very fair. You don't want to be house poor, as they say, where you I have don't. <laughs> a free dollar going towards your house. And then that's, I feel like when things go wrong with the house, and so many things can go wrong with the house. And a lot of the things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I've heard. <laughs> Trying to yeah, I don't want to frighten you, but I just spent $20,000 to fix, not get a new sewage line, just to fix a pipe in the sewage system. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was breathtaking. It like kept me up at night. And then I just decided, my girlfriend put it like really well. She's like, you just have to put that in the bucket of like shit happens. <laughs> like you can't yeah. do it. Like you can't do anything about it. It's not fun to write a check for something that's underground that you never see. But right, you have to have working toilets. I found that. Yeah. Out. <laughs> that's probably like an extreme example because the property is in like a historically old area, so it's just like more expensive. But to mm-hmm. like because the pipes are that old. Um, so yeah, little tidbit: look for newer builds, <laughs> less problem usually. Um, okay, so two two fifty. I always, I feel like I say a lot that I like 20% down, but you can do less down. So like 10% on 250000 you know, you'd have to save up about 25000 for the down payment, and then you'd need some money for closing costs. Is that kind of what you're thinking and what, you're tar- what you guys are targeting? Or just saving and figuring it out? We're just saving and kind of figuring it out. <laughs> um, I've heard about different things that we might be able to pursue to get help with a down payment. I'm just not sure what any of those are. <laughs> okay. Um, is your partner or are you a veteran? No. Served in the military? Okay. So sometimes um, you can get some perks with that. Uh, then from there, uh, I would say an FHA loan is something to explore. They give you more leeway on what to put down. I do think... I would target a 10, like I would start with a target of a 10%. I think the 20% is going to feel prohibitive because that means you're going to have to come up with like $50,000, which feels like a lot. Plus then you need closing costs and you still want to have an emergency fund because like, as I said, hopefully nothing goes wrong, but you you do need to have some cash just in case, you know, you don't want to end up buying a house and then God forbid something you need like a new hot water heater or a new furnace, like furnace is real expensive. Furnace or you, God forbid, a sewage problem, which is the worst. You don't want to put that on a credit card because, you know, like a furnace or sewage, like they're not really negotiable. Like you need the toilets to work and you'll need heat. You know, Charlotte, we might not need quite as much heat, but you'd probably need it working. So I would maybe start with targeting to a 10% down plus closing costs. I think that's where I would start with it. So let's talk about, because then we also... We want to see what we're doing with the student loan. So let's see. Um, so you're doing $19 an hour, working around 30, well, average of 35 hours a week. So your take home is about 1100 Yeah, about 1125 is is what I'm averaging. Okay, 1125 And that's every two weeks? Uh, yeah, every other week. Every other week. Okay. Um, so not the first and the 15th. Correct. Perfect. Yeah, every other double check. And now with work, I'm just curious, do you get your health benefits through there or? I do. That was part of the promotion. So that's really exciting. (laughs) Okay, perfect. And are you and your spouse on the health benefits or is it just you? 
It is just me. Um, he's on his his own health benefits through work because it was okay. cheaper to do it that way. Perfect. And then now with work, do you get a retirement account, like an option to save for retirement with them? Yes. So they they actually just started the program in January and they oh, have wow. yeah, so it's brand new. Um I haven't signed up yet. <laughs> um but they're offering I believe a standard for 401k and a Roth 401k and they will match up to 4%. Oh, well, we we just found some free money. That's fantastic. Okay, so 4%. Okay, so we're definitely I definitely want you doing 4%. Okay. Okay. So then the question is Roth to Roth or not Roth, really? Right. And I feel like people say when you're young you should always always do the Roth, but I also would like for you to be able to buy a house and pay off your loans. Okay. So that's where the trick is. Okay, so where is your money going now? So you get so basically on average, obviously it's every other week, but on average you're bringing home about 2250 a month, give or take. Mm-hmm. So and the rent's 1500 right plus Wi-Fi. Um so how are you how are you dividing everything up right now? Let's see. I'm, I'm taking a look. So the cost of living, because all of that is combined in mm-hmm. the account that we share, my partner puts in $600 to that account and I put oh. in 45% of my paycheck. Ooh, this is interesting. So you, you split it because of the, uh, you split it differently because of your income. So you, he, he does, does 50, 55% and you do 45%. Yes. I think that's how that math works out. <laughs> yeah, that's that hundreds. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on that one. <laughs> okay, so you put in, so then, okay, so then what are you putting in? And you're putting in a pay period, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so into that shared house account, I put in 45% into the checking and then 5% straight into the savings there. Okay, and you put 45% of your income, which is $506. Somewhere around there. It may come out a little bit less than that. Okay, because otherwise the other way of doing it is like 45% of the total bills. So for instance, then on the rent, you would owe, um, of the rent, you would owe 675. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. I hadn't. I had not actually ever thought about it like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's it, either way is fine. So what? So what, how do we? How about we do it this way? What are you left with for you? You know your debt servicing mm-hmm. and retirement savings and fund money after the money goes into the the joint house account. That's where things get murky, and I don't okay. really know. <laughs> Okay, so then maybe we should do it the other way. Do you know? Do you have it auto deducted into this joint account? I do. Period? Yeah, it, it just direct deposits into there. Okay, so what is coming out for the direct deposit? That that is just the percentage. So that is like to my personal account comes fifty five percent. Okay, and then the rest goes into that joint account. Um, and do you have a number of what goes in the joint account? Can I you can look? <laughs> Because then that way I'll know what we're working with. And then we can kind of figure out whether you should be doing the traditional 401k versus the Roth 401k. And then also, um, I would like to get your credit card paid off and also put money towards your student loans. Okay. 
So it looks like into that joint account, into the checking account, it's depositing. The last deposit was $466.14. Perfect. And then you put into the savings as well. Yes. And what amount was that? That one was $51.79. $51.79. Okay. So then combined between the living house account and the future down payment, you are putting in $517.93. So every pay period, and then you have left over $607 every two weeks. That that sounds right. I'm pulling up the other account just to make okay. it. <laughs> Yeah, so the last one I got five seventeen ninety three. My my paychecks always look a little bit different depending on how many hours I worked. Perfect. Okay, so we could assume, give or take, that you have like a thousand dollars a month after the money goes into the down payment account and the living account. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, depending on hours and so forth. Okay, so then no brainer is to get into the four hundred one k program. We just need to determine. And just based on the fact that we also want to pay off the credit card, I'd like to get your emergency fund up a bit higher and then also tackle your student loans. I kind of am leaning towards the traditional Mm -hmm. just because we have a lot of things pulling, right? We have a lot of different line items to achieve. Right. Because it looks like your minimum payment on your private loans was 180. You have it set up for 200. And then your payment on your federal loans, which obviously right now we're on a pause, is 52. Are there any other payments that you make? So, like car no. payment? Um, I'm not making a car payment. I'm driving a 2005 Corolla that's been in my family forever. <laughs> hey, those are great cars. They last forever. It's lasted forever. I'm going to drive it until. It's completely dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my partner is doing so his is the fifty two ninety three payment on his Fed loan. I've not made oh. a single payment to my federal loan. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. But that but the amount on your federal loan is 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 the Great Lakes one. So the my federal loan is twenty one nine forty three. Uh, I have to scroll to the right. I'm sorry. I missed that. No, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So now I see the Great Lakes. Yeah, because I was like, well, that number didn't match what you said, but I was like, well, maybe it's upgraded. <laughs> okay. So, oh, God. And Great Lakes is tricky to deal with, um, oh. at least in my experience. Okay. So, because we have a lot of student loans. We have a lot of student loans. Hi, Barbara Ginty here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I wanted to let you know about an exciting upcoming event. I'm going to be hosting a free webinar with Marcus Garrett on June 16th. We're going to be talking about what a six-figure salary gets you. You can find out all of the details and register on our Instagram, Future Rich Podcast. Hope to see you on June 16th. So basically... My gut would say let's do the pre-tax option on the 401k because we're trying to stretch your dollars as far as they can go. Okay. If we didn't have student loans, I would probably say Roth, but because we have student loans, I would say 
Because what I don't want to do is not be in the 401k because you have these student loan payments to make. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have you be in the 401k program with the pre-tax option. And then we're all, so we're that, I think it's better to be hitting all objectives. So like saving for the down payment, getting the student loans paid off. Yeah. We're going to tackle a little credit card and being in the 401k. So okay. I would do the pre-tax option to start. Okay. And would you still join at 4% right now just because they're matching it? Yeah, I want you to get every free dollar. So it's going to be a little tight, but I want you in there because we can never go back and get those free dollars. Okay. So assuming that your gross is about 34000 a year, that mm-hmm. means your company is matching $1,360. So if that was like sitting on the coffee table, like in cash stacked, you mm-hmm. would be like, yeah, I'll take that money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You wouldn't just like walk by. If they're like, hey, free money, you would take it. <laughs> so that means we have to get you in there for 1360 as well. So then okay. you're putting it away around 2600 a year right there. So the least painful way is to do it pre-tax because then at least you're not paying tax on those dollars. It's, you know, you're like, because it's going in the retirement account, you're, def- you're reducing your taxable income a little bit. So you get a little bit of a cost savings there. Okay. If you really like the Roth idea, you could start with Roth and see how it feels. The difference with the Roth is it's going to be deducted a dollar for a dollar. You won't feel it quite as much with the pre-tax option. Gotcha. Okay. I just want you in it. So whether you want to do pre-tax or post-tax is totally up to you. I think the pre-tax will be a little bit less painful, but if you have a high pain tolerance, do the Roth. (laughs) Okay. I can, and I mean, they have rolling. I can sign up for it at any point in time. So, and you can always change it. You could start with Roth, and then if you say it's not sustainable, like I can't, you know, I can't afford to do it because that's what I hear a lot of the time, mm-hmm. then swap it over to the pre tax. Okay. But you can't afford to not get the free money. You have to get it. <laughs> we'll do. I can do okay. that. Okay, perfect. So, we're going to get you in there for 4% depending on your pain tolerance, one direction or the other. And then from there, so now I have you about $1,000 a month. And now I just spent $1,360 a year, which will work out to be another $113,000. I just spent $113. So now we're down to $887. And then your your scheduled payment on your private loans is $200, right? Yes. So that gets us down to $687. We got to make a payment on the Great Lakes, which okay. I haven't paid yet. No. <laughs> so here's what we need to do: we need to stay on top of your interest. Okay. And the reason why is because, and I don't know that they do this with your private because you refinance with a student loan refinancer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're doing it with that. We'd have to check. I'm pretty sure with Great Lakes that if you have any unpaid interest, they add it back to your original amount you borrowed and then recalculate your interest. Ooh. Yeah, it's, um, I like to call it mob math. Um, I think it should be illegal. <laughs> so currently you have no interest, which is amazing. I want you, I wish we, I wish we could figure out, and I guess we'll have to just wait and see what happens when they unpause these. I want to know what your payment would be on the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking you're going to hate this idea. Probably maybe another 200 on that. Okay. It, it So it might be possible. Before we refinanced the Sally Mae loans, they, mm-hmm. they were actually 
double that number that you see under the SoFi. And part of part of what my parents did for me in December was they paid off the two smaller loans that oh, equal the big loan. Yeah. So they've actually they've I still have a lot of student loan debt, but they cut it down significantly. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. Yeah, which is awesome. I'm so grateful for that. And my Sally Mae payment before was actually closer to $500. Okay, so you can afford $500. Yeah, so I can probably make a payment like that work for Great Lakes. Okay, good. Yes, that helps me a lot. Because I'm just like looking at the numbers being like, you have to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like eating. That's the other problem. I would do pre-tax on the 401k. I know that we have some hate, you know, I'm going to get some haters saying that you should only do Roth, but like, I also have to eat, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, we can always do Roth down the road. Once the student loans are done, you could then switch to Roth only because you'll have $500 more in your budget, which is insane. It's such a large percentage. Okay. So here's what I want to do. And we might not be able to figure this all out at the moment, but you can definitely send me a follow-up. Um, I would like to see this, the SoFi re refinance on those loans should be pretty straightforward because now it's just one loan with SoFi, not multiple loans. The Great Lakes, I'd be really curious what the different loans are and what the various interest rates are. And I think that we need to have a specific uh, plan of attack with them. I don't think you should just be making a blanket $250 payment to them because I don't think they're going to attribute it in your best interest. Actually, I know they're not going to attribute it in your best interest. Okay. Yeah. Um, So that Great Lakes is, it, it is multiple loans, right? It is. Okay. I'd like to see what that screen grab looks like for the various loans. And then what I'd like to do, especially now that it's on pause, is apply that $250. So we'll just say, or $300, right? I would just do the $200 on SoFi for now because they're a real lender and you can make principal payments and they're not going to screw around with you from Mm -hmm. what I've heard. Um, I'd like to do the 300 towards Great Lakes, but I'd like to be very targeted in where those monies are going and apply them to specific loans to attack specific loans so that we actually, that your dollars that you put towards it actually gets you ahead and they don't just apply it in their best interest. Okay. You can do that. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, Just send me a screen grab and I'm just going to highlight which one you're going to focus on. And I would 100% be putting $300 at it now while there's a pause because you'll really get ahead. Okay. Do you want me to do that now or follow up? Yeah. You can email it to me now. I don't know if we'll be able to go through it on the pod, but send it to me and maybe we could do it as like a um, a newsletter example of like how we picked which ones and why, like blanking out your info. But I just think we need to be targeted with Great Lakes so that if you're putting $300 a month towards it, that we actually kill those loans at some point. So it's $3,600, 20000 Because right now, the way it's going to work is if we're strategic with it, you should be able to get those done in hopefully like seven years. It just depends on how they're calculating the interest. Okay. So I would say let's target that one now just because we have multiple little loans, we can probably kill off one at a time and then be more effective with the other ones. And then once we do that and we free up that 300 a month, then we could kill SoFi. Okay. Does that sound good? It does. Yes. Okay. So yeah, because SoFi right now will be seven years. I think we could probably get both of these done in seven years, which means you'll be 34. And then your budget frees up 500 a month, which is insane. Yeah. Cool. And then I would, and then keep doing what you're doing with saving for the house. And if you have any free cash flow, there's like a month that you end up with some extra money. I would throw that then at the credit card. Okay. 
which I think if you were strategic with saving like a hundred bucks a month, you can get rid of that yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And I guess that was my question was that in, in that savings account, in that bank of America account, I have yeah. about a thousand dollars and that credit account, that credit card balance is like seven seventy eight. So I wasn't sure what I've been debating in my head for a long time is like, do I just pay it off? I hate saying that. The only reason I would say, yeah, like just get rid of it is because I know the down payment money is not meant for an emergency, but it could be in the event there was an emergency. Mm-hmm. If there was a massive emergency, then you wouldn't be in the middle of buying a house, right? If you lost your job or something. Right. Because you wouldn't qualify, right? They want you to have income. If you lost right. your job, then you wouldn't be buying a house. So yeah, I would do that. Get rid of that. And then anything that you have left over at the end of the month. I mean, I basically spent most of your money um, between... So I'm sorry. <laughs> worst okay. That's how I feel every month anyway. <laughs> Yeah, any little bit you can save, I would replenish what you have in your savings. And the key really is going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a grind to really get rid of the SoFi and the Great Lakes. And the only other thing I'm thinking, because we're really stretching your dollars, mm-hmm. is any side hustle that you could do to make like a hundred bucks a month, like cash, mm-hmm. would like super help your budget. Okay. That's always been where I'm like, I have no idea what to do as a side hustle. (laughs) Um, I will throw out some ideas because I like think about this stuff a lot. I was a waitress and I loved it. If you picked up like, and they don't love when you pick up one waitressing shift a week, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you've ever done that. You make, usually can make pretty good money. Obviously with COVID a little bit different right now. Um, Dog walking is another idea. Uh, I had a bunch of friends that were lawyers that babysat. They're like, yeah, we have paid a lot of money to babysit. And we just go over there and like the baby's sleeping. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, because like, like the parents want a night out and yeah. they go and they weren't doing it that often. It was really like once a week, once every other week, just for extra cash. So little things like that would help you with your budget and help you get rid of these student loans faster. Okay. So yeah, I'm all about a side hustle. I do the podcast a lot on Saturdays. So Saturday mornings is my mornings to work. Not that I get paid, but um, <laughs> but if I was looking for a side hustle, I would either do like a Saturday night or a Saturday morning because I have my regular job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would just look around and see. I My skill set would be waiting tables probably. I don't think I, I tried babysitting. I'm pretty bad. I got like locked out of the house by the kid. Oh, not no. Ideal. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Um, so my side hustle is always – my fallback had always been waiting tables when I needed extra pocket money. Um COVID puts, you know, a little bit of a different spin on that right now. But yeah, I, I think if I were in your shoes, I would do something to add a little bit of income to give you a little bit more breathing room. Okay. Yeah. I can um, figure that out. <laughs> what? I can figure that out. I can I can make something work. <laughs> yeah, because I just would like, because I think once you get out from at least one of the student loans, your budget frees up so much. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So why don't we do this? You're going to send me the overview of your the details of the Great Lakes, and I'm going to tell you how to apply your dollars so that we make them we make the most of them. Okay. And then you're going to get in the 401k for the four percent, just because we don't want to give up that free money. I would start with the traditional because we are trying to stretch every dollar here. So if you don't have to, if you can defer some tax, that will be helpful. Mm-hmm. And then maybe look into a side hustle so that we can kill off the loans a bit sooner. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. You'd be a great follow up by the way. Awesome. Sweet. (laughs) All right. And then for all of our lovely listeners, you can follow us on Instagram at the future rich podcast. 
for all the most up-to-date news and information on what we're doing. And you can also check out our classes, which are in partnership with SUNY Ulster at www.planancial.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.